And well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. Live on a Monday morning, still morning here on the west coast of Mexico. <clears throat> I guess it's uh, noon on the east coast where the silver investors over there have had quite a time over the last 24 hours, or not 24 hours yet, but as many are aware, silver, all the commodities open sharply last night in the Far East and uh, was looking good in Silverland. Silver over $26. Gold uh, crossed over $2,000 an ounce a couple of times and it's getting close back up there now. Obviously, uh, as many were wondering, would the price get hammered uh, at some point last night or this morning? Sure enough, it did. <clears throat> Actually, I mean, that was... For some of you who saw the video I made last night, wondering uh, really how does that play out at the $2,000 level where, you know, the Russian-Ukraine thing is just the latest factor to add in there. It's hardly the only one. So to the degree that as things, you know, and I, I mean, we could talk about that a little bit again. I'm trying to piece together. I'm not there and media i'm not sure what to think of uh you know a lot of the other stuff i hear as well so but it certainly doesn't appear to be going ideally and i think i sent something out on twitter on friday saying i wonder if we see two thousand dollar gold on the open on sunday <clears throat> and they shot up right off the bat uh oil was uh spiking on the open yesterday and the thesis of last night's video was, gee, at, you know, when you look at what's going on in the world and then you see gold at $2,000 now, is there really, you know, if gold goes from 1990 to 2010, goes up 20 bucks, does that really make a grand a difference in the grand scheme of it that it's worth $20 more? No, but the fact that, you know, just the way these markets are set up, um, you know, a lot of stop orders, a lot of trading activity, and also just catches people's attention. And similar to how we've talked plenty about how last year during Silver Squeeze, when silver got over 30, you saw the attention that was coming in there. You saw how funds were piling in. All of a sudden there was the interest and that's why they tamped it down. And again, to be clear, Ross didn't just tamp it down himself. I mean, I'm assuming he met with the Exchange Stabilization Fund and Plunge Protection Team. Again, the plunge protection team is the chairman of the CFTC, at least one member of the Federal Reserve Board, uh, Secretary Treasury Janet Yellen, and Gary Gensler. <clears throat> and some of you may have seen Gary's less than ideal performance on the John Stewart show. Talk about that today if necessary, but stack all that together and it's like gee you know if they were willing to I mean if they were willing to do this, this is pretty much what they do. Look, Nibbles is, he's upset. Nibbles, you didn't like it, did you? Uh, if this is what they were willing to do and are willing to do regularly, and again, it, I keep having this uh, visual that pops to mind back in, uh, I think, 2011. I remember one day being on the office. Uh, we had a trading floor off of the New York Stock Exchange, and I'm up there, and something had just happened the night before, and they it was the old, they intervened in the end. Well, who's the they? 
that who's the ones doing all this stuff? I mean, the Exchange Stabilization Fund, that's part of the Treasury. So <clears throat> I'm guessing Janet Yellen's not in there, you know, actually clicking and hitting the bids and trying to execute positions. I mean, hopefully they have someone with more of a clue than her doing that. Or I don't know if I would hope for that or not. I don't know which would be scarier, but <clears throat> excuse me, I... I have a little bit of a fever over the last week, so I've been playing injured to get you the silver news. So ex please excuse a sniffle here or there or scratchy throat. Uh, but anyway, just uh, wanted to explain at least what I see going on. Take some questions. Uh, certainly I can understand people being frustrated because uh, to finish that intro there was that if they were willing to intervene to keep silver under 30 bucks for certain reasons, I would suggest the certain reasons were present with perhaps even more on the line watching gold go over 2000. I mean, now it's, you know, you're getting a lot of attention on that, which, you know, I think is what they fear the most because the more attention you have on a Ponzi scheme, quicker it implodes. Think about it like this, the day it became public that Bernie Madoff was running a Ponzi scheme, people were pu pulling their money out as fast as possible. Now on the other hand, you have this environment where every time the US government finances start getting exposed, there's another war, or there's another something, or, you know, this has been going on, this has nothing to do with uh, Russia or Ukraine, this has been going on, you know, in our entire lives. So. <clears throat> You know, and you hear like, well, we're going to get the accounting in check, or we're going to do this and that, and then those guys leave office, they go off and die, you know, you get Bush, the second one, does the same thing, and anyway, so there's a lot to keep in check, and uh, it looked like the <laughs> gold demand of the world was winning for a while last night, um, but the, uh, I mean, whoever it was, somebody was selling, and it wasn't me, um, uh, Ross doesn't seem to want to talk about it, so that is the general gist. Now, with all of that said, does that mean, oh, well, the manipulation is ever going to end and, you know, everything's off? I would not say that. Uh, I mean, still, despite, you know, if you get a zero hedge headline saying, well, they're going to have a meeting and the market rallies or people start buying stocks again, that doesn't change that you already had seven eight percent inflation prints last year i mean no one's been talking about the truckers lately in canada now they're uh, circling washington dc is what i hear supply chain that was already fragile now they basically just cut russia out of the financial system i get the feeling i don't know this as fact but it seems to me like they are not too upset about that um but again, I don't want to claim to be an expert on Russian uh, relations and that whole situation. But in the end, people are still buying the heck out of physical from everything that I look at, you know, as well as the common sense. And I mean, let alone, are we going to get those higher interest rates now? Is the Fed going to undo its balance sheet in the middle of all this? Doesn't seem likely, so... Yeah, maybe they were able to hammer the prices down another night. <clears throat> I guess the way it feels to me is like, whatever it takes to live another day, you know, even aside from the, 
before things escalated in Russia or in Ukraine, last week you had the State of the Union address, and as clear, more and more abundant and detailed evidence, the stuff that Pfizer and these other guys said we didn't want to release the uh, trial results for these medicines they were dishing out, that the White House was actually taking taxpayer money to pay for a lot of conflicts of interest, and even now after the evidence is coming out at an increasingly rapid pace of you know the, the some of these conflicts of interest, the risks that were known long before they were made mandatory or even put on the market, um, and yet you have the same guy uh, Biden still doubling down, saying to get get this this medicine, and you know, but then focus goes away from that when you have a new conflict but these things didn't get resolved they may be trying to get people to ignore it i don't know how much longer you can get people to ignore all of these things and uh, you know i see the stuff that benham does out of the cftc and gary gensler that's like the financing of a terrorist organization and uh, i don't say that lightly but i mean what is the U.S. government at this point? I mean, weapons of mass destruction that never existed. There was evidence. Not only did they exist, they framed the damn evidence to make it look like they were there. You know, you have the World Trade Centers that came down. Bush and Cheney never answered uh, many questions. Uh, never talked about Bush's and Bin Laden's being business partners. <clears throat> All this stuff uh, that one day is going to come to an end. I, you know... Apparently it wasn't this morning in terms of the silver price, but whether, uh, I don't know, I would say maybe uh, Benham won last night's round, but, you know, where, where is he going to go? I mean, how, who's going to unforget what happened? And uh, with all that said, that's a quick summation, but let me know what questions you have. Is anyone, I mean, is anyone selling physical silver today? I mean, is anyone selling physical gold? Did anyone say, well, gold got over 2000 bucks a couple times last night, then it went, hit, oh, maybe the demand's gone? Uh, <clears throat> seems unlikely to me. For what it's worth, I was buying some call options today. Had a bit in there. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, keep an eye on the mining stocks, uh, at least the silver stocks, which I look at more closely. I was surprised they weren't down because uh, the stock market is down. And uh, But the silver stocks were actually doing pretty well. Go Endeavor, <laughs> approaching that five strike. Fortuna busting through the four strike. So I know Nate Fisher somewhere out there is smiling today. And uh Anyway, uh, interesting reaction in the market, and I'm looking for questions in there. I see a lot of comments, which are nice, and maybe I'll read some of those as well, but certainly if you have questions. Uh, yeah, let me, let me one other comment on the market reaction where, you know, sure, we talk about silver being manipulated, metals being manipulated, and I would maintain that belief, and although sometimes the counter-arguments I hear is, well, everything's manipulated, and I would agree fully with that, so if there's ever a time, I mean, I can't tell you this is going to happen or this isn't going to happen and this one's going to be true or not, you know, or every possible scenario. But if there's ever been a time to be prepared that, all right, you know, that X is rolled out on CNBC headlines and you would think, all right, it's so obvious. 
Like if we got a twenty percent inflation print on on uh, Thursday. Yeah, that's right. CPI comes out Thursday, uh, the tenth, which I believe is Thursday. So uh, let's say we get a twenty percent inflation print. You're thinking, gee, well, maybe that would even catch the Fed's attention. Uh, but then silver goes down a dollar on the COMEX. I think it's getting harder and harder for them to do that. Otherwise, they probably would have done it a lot lower, a lot longer time ago. And I don't know how many bullets Benham has left, but to the degree of just being prepared for the markets to not respond in a way that would seem logical, especially in the short term, because there's 8 million people trying to rig it. I mean, who knows who turns on who at what point. Uh, I watched that movie Margin Call again last night. You see, in the end, <clears throat> when they were faced with a crisis, what they do? They found some other sucker to dump it on and, and screw them. So I'm sure there's a ton of that going on. Like you saw at the end of uh, the big short where, you know, the thing finally got marked once Goldman got their position on. So uh, with that said, just be prepared for it. Um, you know, the markets don't react, you know, how we were told with the, you know, pricing and everything instantly. Anyway, uh, USB and first try. Well, thank you for that kind uh, donation. Uh, says, seems like oil could be the catalyst for silver breaking out. What price can they not smash it down effectively? Uh, great comment. And uh, yeah, in fact, uh, I might add today's show sponsored by Kuya Silver. And I talked to David Stein of Kuya Silver, who's one of the few people left on the planet who's been able to figure out how to keep a silver company together in, through this environment. Not the easiest thing to do. And uh, wanted to talk to him about how basically the silver price is going up or else the silver supply is going to get crushed because, all right, now silver mining, you know, it's already hard enough with the price being rigged lower. Now all these supply chains are making things more difficult. Now you have oil skyrocketing to run drills, to fly to the sites, everything. I mean, most companies in some way are impacted by higher energy costs, but certainly a silver mining company, which, now, fortunately, uh, and we'll check in with him. To, uh, I'll be calling him later today, and I'll get an update. Uh, everything seems to, you know, at least given the situation. I mean, he's, you know, the balance sheet in check and things going well. They were even able to buy some assets at the lower price. So, you know, the way I look at it, you know, sometimes with the mining stocks, have to be able to not worry about that paper price day-to-day -day where I... You know, again, this is not legal financial advice, but just my own perspective. Um, you know, there's, you know, the day that silver is over $50, you know, it's going to look a lot different. And, and to some degree, it's like, all right, we don't know when that's going to be. Can these companies stay, maintain their balance sheet throughout that? Uh, but with that said, you know, the longer the price is lower with rising energy costs, that means the margin went down. That means less... Less, less economically incentive for a new project to go online, uh, making it harder for the existing projects. Overall, you keep the energy price high and uh, you're not making it easier to mine silver. So we already didn't have a lot of people who've been able to figure it out in the current environment. So, although uh, one comment to add to that, I don't know if it'll be this week, but I do have a couple guys on our team. We've now been working on the one sheet so that soon we'll have something 
to present publicly uh, in regards to an idea that I talked with. Uh, well, the, the this formal part came through a conversation from an executive from one of the larger companies that you would be familiar with, but I'll leave his name out today. Where just discussing of is there a way to help some of the other miners realize that their silver proceeds are being stolen from. And so uh, he had suggested, well, you know, if there was some sort of shareholder petition where, you know, silver shareholders, which is maybe the people watching now, obviously, you know, if you can get someone like Eric Sprott on board or large shareholders that are financing these companies who are willing to say, look, we understand if you withhold metal from the COMEX, you know, in the short term and the Wall Street junkies, they might hammer the stock because, I mean, you've seen this. I think it was Endeavor, uh, it might have been a different company, but one of them got, it might have been First Majestic, who got hammered, you know, because the, the I was reading some analysts are saying, well, revenue this quarter was lower, you know, well, you know, they had withheld metal because the price was lower. So at a lower price, they, they to me, as a long-term shareholder, that's a positive as long as they're going to be in the game when the price finally goes up. I mean, if you're a Wall Street guy and you're trading day-to-day -day next quarter, then, you know, is what it is. But um, anyway, that is something that I've been putting together where, A, that we can have something where shareholder people or silver investors, whether you're a shareholder now or would be interested in purchasing shares of silver stocks or, or, or being a part owner of a silver stock, which is what the share ownership represents it kind of gets lost in today's culture but uh, we'll have that which then is nice because then i can present that to some of the as keith newmeyer has pointed out you know a lot of the silver is coming from these guys that aren't even mining for silver they're just getting it as a byproduct I believe it's between 70 to 80 percent of the silver that's mined comes from non-primary silver miners so this way we'll be able to have something that people who support that can show their support or just by signing it. Uh, I think we'll make something if people want to support thing, thing financially. Uh, certainly can expand what we're doing. I've hired two people, so I've actually hired, I think I'm up to six now, which is kind of weird. Not the whole point of a YouTube channel is I could just you know, be a hermit and do these things alone, but... Um, yeah, it's nice to uh, have some help because we can get these things done faster, uh, move things forward, take legal action. Oh, I've been mapping out all sorts of great ideas of uh, lawsuits, especially against Benham. Uh, I got one for George Bushy, too. Uh, and a Joe Biden, a whole host of others, because these guys are committing crimes left and right. And I think there's something to be said for just getting attention on these things you know and at least for me i don't necessarily need to win a court case i mean i can consider it marketing which uh anyway just a few thoughts but um uh, yes yeah, so there are good things happening and uh hopefully i finished answering that other guy's question that yes the uh higher energy cost going to be <clears throat> an issue for silver supply uh, at the current price so and again, why perhaps this whole situation is kind of like, you know, all the conditions have to line up at the right time. You have to be right there. And, you know, where it's like the whole silver market has always kind of seemed on the fence. But there's just like certain points of no return in my mind. Kind of like if silver 
goes over 30. If silver hits 35 bucks, $40, I don't think that we'll be seeing it in the 20s again. I don't think that we go back to the last decade from there. Uh, who knows? But anyway, let me take some of the comments here. For most of us, a thousand ounce bar isn't a wise investment. Much easier to buy, sell, trade, one ounce coins or rounds. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Uh, and I know Andy Sheckman, Franklin, he's quite adamant about that. He like, <laughs> he almost wanted to like fight me once when I was trying to buy like bigger blocks. Not literally fight me, but he was trying to talk me out of it. And, um, you know, certainly, I mean, I guess let me put it like this. You know, if, you know, if you're getting your first thousand ounces of silver, then by all means, yeah, get some rounds, you know, maybe some like smaller bars, 10 ounce bars or whatever. You know, at the same time, you know, if you had $30 million of silver, you probably wouldn't want that all in one ounce coins or rounds. Um, I don't have $30 million worth of silver at the moment. Although, I would say that there's a, uh, depending on where silver goes before the March options expiration, it would, it's not impossible, you know, that leverage, un leverage and unleveraged math, you know, it can really compound and add up. So, um, you know, but there are, there, I mean, there are times and appropriate places for a thousand ounce bar. Um, I would say, you know, for average, not that you're not average, every special retail investor though, for, you know, you're a, a regular retail investor is new. Uh, yes, I think there's a lot to be said that the smaller coins and ounces, that's where the junk silver can be really good because, you know, maybe you're, you know, want to trade something or, you know, uh, you know, if you're in your community, it's starting to go to more barter economy already or, you know, nice to have those smaller increments. And uh, speaking of barter economies, we talked about this at Silverfest and it's still, it's not been forgotten, but it's still in the works. Uh, the Arcadia Barter Post um, have actually heard from some programmers who are trying to help make an on. Uh, cool little list of fun things. These are the things now that we've hired people, I've overcome the uh, Biden regime to become a job creator, even though I've been <coughs> influenced to want to leave the, the country uh, by almost everything that man does. Although, a quick side note on that. There are times, I mean, I do want to come back at some point. Um, hey, I have a bunch of health things that I've been trying to heal and it seems like another one gets piled on on top of that. It was first my foot and shoulder and a whole bunch of other stuff and dealing with an eye infection right now, which is why uh, I'm not going to be doing too much uh, on-camera stuff this week, but we'll be okay. Um, anyway, uh, you know, but with that said, I don't know that I would go back now where I'm not sure whether they're going to be like a new vax mandate. I don't I think this stuff is coming to an end, but uh, for people who have wondered, I know sometimes people have wondered, and uh, it's part of me that looks forward to being able to come home at the right time and just also taking care of my body, and it certainly is nice to be warm today. A year or two ago, I would have been in Colorado, so anyway. Uh, all right, ZX Purple Vlogs. Uh, you think 20% of a stack in Constitutional makes sense? Uh, not quite sure what you mean 
but let me give a gen general answer to that one. I think like whatever feels right to you individually <clears throat> is a really good starting point. I mean, you know, 20% of anything is going to be different for everyone. I mean, maybe one person, most of their uh, financial assets is in real estate or, you know, it may or may not be the time to sell that or someone is, you know, I mean, every situation is just so different. <clears throat> I mean, when I left Wall Street, everything I had was in physical gold, silver, mining stocks, or the options on there. Now, had silver skyrocketed then, it would have been great. You know, obviously it took a different turn, but at the same time I was studying marketing and how to build a business, and, you know, it was a risk that I took. You know, I'm not saying by any means that's what other people should do, but, you know, start by thinking about what feels right to you. Talk that over with... Um, <clears throat> your family members, uh, because, you know, some people, I know there's that rule of thumb, put, you know, five or 10% in gold and silver, and I don't know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of risk in dollars and treasuries, and, you know, without being able to talk face-to-face -to, -face to an individual person, it's kind of hard for me to say, but certainly a good time to really be evaluating the risks of a lot of these things properly. <coughs> or at least as best as possible. And what, what does that mean by not just assuming whatever some nitwit from Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan mounts off on CNBC? Uh, you know, I share the best that I know here, but by all means, uh, you know, hey, maybe there's something you see differently or situations different. Uh, so anyway, hopefully that helps. Uh, thank you uh, for the kind, hope you feel better. Um, silver eye drops. Yeah, I actually did do that last week. I have some different stuff this week. I think it's getting better. One One's pretty bloodshot right now, but... Uh, the beer stuff has passed. Focus on war, war, war. MSM controlling the narrative. Uh, the beer stuff has passed. I'm not quite sure what that means, but... Yeah, uh, I guess that's... You know, they're all different, but yeah, I lump like a lot of these things in. Biden, his role in the Ukraine. I mean, we still did... It's amazing to me that he's sanctioning Russia and fixing Ukraine, where we still don't... If, if anyone could explain to me, or anyone, what actually happened in Afghanistan, that seems to be a black box that, I don't know, maybe some people understand, but I'm guessing most uh, Americans don't. Uh, so, you know, and then seeing the way that the regulatory agencies are involved. Benham, he's appointed by Biden. And seeing the way the media covers this up, I've uh, been thinking about whether to email the CNBC again, the person I've talked with there who claims that, or says, or I have an email where it said that, took my concerns about Jeff Curry, showed it to her boss, and wanted to hear if I had heard back from uh, Donna Falk White from the CFTC, the media director who I called, and then made that video about... Uh, so yeah, the media is very involved in these things. Uh, it's it's a very unfortunate situation all around, is my belief. So that's why you know it's like I don't claim to know every detail of every situation, but you know you study this stuff and pay attention long enough, and you <clears throat> get the general idea. Tim Gibson there says, "How about that gold?" Well, first of all, thank you for that kind uh, donation there, Tim. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was, uh, 
Certainly a lot of attention on gold and that it got that close. To, it didn't get that close to $2,000. It went over $2,000 uh, twice. Uh, I'm not even sure what the price is doing right now. Uh, I don't have a computer open here, but... <clears throat> I mean, and that's why the title of that video last night was Rostin Benham and the Plunge Protection Team Against the Demand for Gold Around the World. I mean, I, I don't... <clears throat> you know, no matter what happens in Ukraine... You know, I mean, A, are they, are they going to start trading oil with Russia again? That doesn't seem like the type of thing this U.S. administration would do. Um... Uh, doesn't seem like that thing is getting better, but either way, you know, sure, you can tamp it down, but these contracts, they are still out there. I mean, if they get to that force majeure point or, you know, plus it's like you have the inflation roaring, you know, now Canadians, you know, what are they supposed to think after what they've seen? You know, now you have Russian people that are worried about being able to get their money out. So <clears throat> I don't see how the gold demand goes away. If you tell me they tamp the price down or try and sell more futures, I could believe that. But, man, it's uh, it'd be like buying mortgages at the, at the right before that was about to collapse. So I, don't, I think the gold demand is going to be strong. And uh, my guess is that there will be some point where it goes through 2,000 and then shoots up. Maybe you have a couple more times where it gets there, goes through a little bit and gets hammered. But I would imagine at some point, you know, there is some uh, decent sized spike up there and we shall see. We'll take a few more questions here. Jared says, why is silver the hill the bankers are willing to die on? Why is it their Achilles hill? Everything else on the earth is surging and yet the thing that all modern tech needs is losing ground. That's a great question. Um... And yeah, I fully agree that the, I love that you even use the, the Achilles heel because that's how I've thought of it. That's why I've dedicated so much of my life to doing what I can about it. Because if you think of government, you know, and now it seems like a lot of these governments around the globe have been uh, going to mafia school with Klaus Schwab. You know, I never really heard of this fellow before, but certainly some of the things I've been seeing about him seems like a pretty dirty dude and <clears throat> training. I mean, that's where these... People like Trudeau are learning how to rule a country like Canada, where, I don't know if Biden went there or not, but um, I think of it as like an international mafia. Imagine if uh, what you saw in The Goodfellas or The Godfather, you know, that's kind of how I think of as government. And, you know, uh, I think it really goes back a lot longer than we've thought where one crime gets covered up by the next crime and uh you know like september 11th was covering up previous crimes in fact here's what fun one google the black eagle trust fund uh one of the things that if this is indeed accurate and his research seemed to look pretty impressive to me uh older george bush took out According to the article, 200 billion of bonds so they could overthrow the Russian economy in 1991, and those were coming due on September 11th, uh, 2001, 10 years later. So, you know, you had to get that cleared. And when the Fed got shut down that day, and uh, what was it, Cantor Fitzgerald and Eurobrokers got blown up. And also, the uh, Office of Naval Affairs in the Pentagon got destroyed, who had 
apparently would have done the investigation of that, but I I heard was actually already investigating people like Cheney, Bush, and these notorious war criminals who lied and you know did a genocide. Uh, I call it in uh, Iraq. Uh, my understanding of the history, they also lied to Saddam Hussein and said uh, they would not block him if he went after Kuwait and then uh, changed their mind. So anyway, it's like a lot of these things stacked on top of each other and is based on money printing. And at the heart of that is gold and silver and why I've leaned more towards silver. And I think, you know, in, in line with your question there, you know, gold... Uh, <clears throat> And it is interesting that same author does mention a lot of the gold from World War II, um, and I won't get into like whether there is gold in the Grand Canyon. Although I have seen some interesting uh, things about the gold supply. I mean, a I don't assume we're getting the real numbers, and b you know there I've never heard any people talk about it, <coughs> but there was a lot of looting for gold and silver back in World War II, so where that went, um, I'm guessing the Bush uh, clan, who was back then doing financing through Brown Brothers Harriman, was not, you know, going out of their way to share it with the people. What happened with the gold and silver that went missing on September 11, 2001? What's, what's going on with the gold in Fort Knox? If it's really there, why is there such a hesitancy to audit or show even any willingness? And then just do that weird thing on the, the lunar eclipse or whatever it was and send, send Steve Mnuchin there to say, wow, and the guy actually said, wow, it'd be quite a movie if we went to Fort Knox and the gold wasn't there. Which seems like a little bit of an unusual comment given today's day and age. And So at the end of it, <clears throat> why silver? Because I think there's a lot of dirty stuff. I mean, my gut feel is that there will be things that come out that would blow all of our minds even beyond anything that I've seen to this point that you know one way are covered up by printed money or different crimes and you know whether people stay in power you know the ability to go you know build more missiles uh, also keep in mind uh, I think it's 500 ounces of silver or so in a tomahawk missile so you know you have uh, the war impact of silver so the thing and maybe the difference between gold, I think the, the demand for gold from the monetary standpoint is there, but silver, you know, you have the ticking clock because so much of it gets consumed. And then you have these conditions building, which we've talked about on the channel for so long, you know, and like, like earlier today, we're now with the rising oil price and, uh, you know, we're going to make it harder for the silver miners. You know, if they still want to go green, all that stuff. Like, the numbers just never added up. So, conceivably... <clears throat> I mean, I guess you could conceivably drag the gold thing out for longer, but silver, there's just... It's just that dual component where there's, like, a ticking time clock on it. And... Uh, you know, if you told me everything soared and silver was the last one to go, I, I could believe that. I mean, hopefully, I, mean, I don't know, I think that's already, I, mean, I guess it's already happened. But I mean, I guess I think there's people out there who would literally, I mean, I think that's what they're doing now. You look at, look at the way, I mean, even forget the, the thing in Ukraine, but I mean, look at Joe Biden to do the stuff he's doing, you know, once the dollar, I don't, I don't think he can do that. 
whatever happened in Afghanistan. The fact that there's thirty, I hear there's thirty thousand troops, American troops in Germany. Why? How much does that cost? So can you still do this once that's popped? Is is, is he even around? Do any of these things keep happening? Then, <clears throat> I mean, or just even more directly, look at the effects of inflation. I mean. It's not easy for a lot of people. I'm, I'm seeing around the world where, you know, I think you know, there's a lot of people already struggling. And now you're raising the cost of food. So, I mean, this is going to hurt people. Some people eventually die. You know, then you have these same people who are involved with this. You know, they're financing, you know, they're switching board of directors with the pharmaceutical companies. So, yeah, I think you could actually say willing the people, you know, if you use the the powers that be are literally willing to kill people to maintain this and i know sometimes when i'm like ranting on about benham on twitter i don't i guess some people may see it out of context and say hey why is he blaming everything left right and center on benham well i mean maybe he's the metaphorical figurehead to me or the most direct one but you know a lot of the reasons why i felt necessary to leave the u.s thinking about, you know, being considered collateral damage on 2001. You know, these things are all tied together and <clears throat> that's why I think these guys are willing to dig their heels in and you know, look at what they did last night. You know, all the stuff going on in Russia and what, what are they focused on? You know darn well that they went in and intervened and hammered the price. You saw it in silver. You saw it in some of these other markets where for a while, like, the stocks were starting to rally again and Everything was down except the U.S. stock market. I mean, but Benham won't answer that. He'll tell his friends at the bank, the banks that attend the CFTC meeting to set the policy. Then he'll go to their conference at Boca Raton and talk about tamping the price down, but he won't tell anybody else. <clears throat> Mr. Cut says, Afghanistan was all about those poppies. That sure is what I continue to hear. You know, I can't even imagine, We could, I couldn't even imagine the stuff I've been learning that's going on in the U.S., let alone what these guys are doing around the world. You know, you, I mean, Joe Biden, they said they said they wanted to, what was it yesterday, like buy, uh, like, fighter jets, send them to Poland. It's just like these, like, they're running guns. I heard they just, like, sent in a pile of weapons. All right. Where does the money for that come from? Where does the money for any of these things come from? They want a bigger military budget this year. Where's the money for that come from? Well, with a rigged uh, paper market, <coughs> rigged silver price. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know if it's, it will play out as cut and dry directly correlated as this, but to say, or maybe it will that, but my, the way, my way of thinking is that this, when the silver market breaks, this all ends. That's why it's like the times where it feels close, you know, and you just hope, uh, you know, not for a war, but if the thing ever pressured the silver market where I don't know how you can rebuild life in honest fashion without that. I'm here in Mexico. Everyone's still like looking at America as like, oh man, if I could just figure out a way to make it there, I get a job and live the American dream. And, and I get that. And I've seen other countries where they're, they're still looking back to that. But what we were told when we were growing up, I mean, but that's, we're not in 1960 anymore. And this has been certainly an accelerated degree since 1971. Nixon takes us off the dollar. The thing should have broken in 1980. 
And in fact, I would suggest that it really did. <coughs> but they had to rig the silver market back then. These things aren't unconnected. You know, the, the other that's why we have that's why we had to put up with Jeff Christian for the last 40 years. Jeff Christian, we don't have probably after silver breaks, <laughs> hopefully we won't have to listen to that idiot anymore. <clears throat> Chris, do you think we'll have a crypto backed by gold? Well, I guess there's a few of them out there already. There's Kinesis, uh, a few others. Um, I don't know if you're asking if there will be a government-backed one. I'm sure they'll try. Anyway, they uh, J.P. Morgan, Goldman, and uh, which... Uh, what, what if we... Maybe I can combine it like the J.P. Goldman Reserve. Instead of saying J.P. Morgan Goldman Sachs and the Federal Reserve, the uh, J.P. Goldman Reserve, I'm sure that, you know, they're not, yeah, it's annoying for us because we care about silver, uh, but I don't think it's just silver. Like, they'll steal money anywhere they can steal it from. Nicholas Nasty says, Benham is the guy guarding the gate. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I, even though I know, like, the, the negative energy that, you know, comes with it that's why i still have been planning many things for rosty all peaceful and, and, and so forth don't worry it's it's uh nothing outside of those bounds but just uh for example we're about to start running youtube ad commercials on uh ross the boss and i don't know if anyone saw that uh if you look on we've been running commercials for the big silver short on kitco and the cpm group channel and now uh, maybe we'll do CNBC and get a quick, hard-hitting 30-second one that uh, <clears throat> we'll focus on raw, so, you know, put into perfect context. So if somebody knew nothing about silver, but they'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? And whatever it takes uh, in ethical fashion to stop it, I'm, I'm for. So silver is like the Q train. If that's the Q train in New York, which was kind of slow, I can imagine. Uh, anyway, I'm going to see if there's any final questions here before I <coughs> wrap up for today. Again, I would like to mention this episode brought to you by Kuya Silver, run by David Stein, who I'll be calling uh, actually at the top of the hour. We'll be broadcasting that tomorrow. But asking him uh, that same question we had in the chat earlier today uh, about, well, what's the rising oil going to affect silver? Uh, so he'll be a perfect person to talk to. Justin Maxwell, thank you for writing to Ross and no response. I uh, appreciate you did that. Anyone, uh, if you can contact the CFTC without, consider it just that you contacted them a win. I mean, if they're afraid to do anything, if they're afraid to act, great. Maybe one day you catch someone on... Uh, the day where they're feeling a little uh, conscious and uh, maybe they report someone. And in the end, you know, that woman, uh, Donna Falk White, the media director, kept saying she would look into it and then just showed her true traitorous, traitorous colors. Again, you don't have to take my word for that. You can see the evidence for yourself. Uh, video CFTC suppresses uh, silver manipulation again. I believe it was called uh, about two or three months ago. Um, so you can see the evidence. Uh, and I also am organizing my evidence file. Very close to being ready. Have to get something ready for a lawyer meeting this week, which uh, I think will uh, be a uh, good development. 
What is this guy saying? Stop. All right. So anyway, uh, some good things happening. Belly Dance says NWO is falling. It does seem like that. I know uh, people want it to fall faster, and it's hard because we don't really know a lot of the things that are going on or that we hear. And but anyway, um, CFTC works for JPM and Goldman Sachs. Uh, that is true, Jay. Uh, it's quite unfortunate, but true. Yara Vinay says, check out our new homepage, ArcadiaEconomics.com. There is an evidence room tab. Well, there we go. And wait, we've been putting some... I like to think there's some great stuff in there, including the rounds of evidence that I submitted to the CFTC that they've been suppressing, uh, which we can talk with that lawyer about this week. Um, but wait till you see what will be in there soon. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, and also on the ArcadiaEconomics.com homepage, there is a uh, mailing list, so that way if uh, you don't get notifications on YouTube or you, or if uh, FuraTube decides that I you know, disagreed with the WH organization or something like that, uh, at least that way you can stay posted as we, we're figuring out some better ways to do things. Also creating an environment, by all means, in the comments. Now, I know some people have seen uh, me duking it out with some of the viewers. Uh, you know, disagreement is welcome. Just running your mouth and being negative, uh, if you got to do that, do it somewhere else. But if you do it in the comments or just complaining about something in unjustified context, in my opinion, then you may hear from me. I'm going to try and do better things with my time, but I want this to be a place where people can discuss stuff, you know, and have some friendly people in there so it'd be like a fun party. And uh, also working on creating some things where we can interact more. Going to figure out some way to get an in-person event this, uh, this year, hopefully sooner than later, but... <clears throat> Um, so this way the people who really uh, care and appreciate it are part of this community can uh, do some more fun stuff uh, and, and have a nice safe environment so anyway there you go I'm gonna go get ready for uh, call with David Stein of Kuya Silver to figure out how this is going to affect the silver supply what's going on and uh, also take a look at the markets catch uh, my breath a little bit but hope this was helpful hope you're feeling a little better uh, and uh, I mean uh, I know it's not always so much fun to hear well be prepared it could hurt again tomorrow but you know there's gonna be one of these days where it'll come and uh, I like to think that you know cry and scream for a little bit if you have to and then you know, as quickly as possible. That's just what I always focus on. Uh, all right, well, things lower today. What can I do with my time best served to, whether that's trading or focusing on my business or sometimes just getting a break for it. So hopefully that ocean visual was helpful today. Uh, and anyway, with that said, thank you all for being here. Sure do appreciate that. Hope you're doing well out there, staying safe. Uh, give somebody a hug today. Be nice to someone unnecessarily. So if someone flips you off in traffic, you know, you can let it go, let it go, or just smile at someone. Uh, 
And uh, that's today's words of wisdom. And I will talk to you later.